This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. NTL Now is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Mansfield University, Max Driving Academy, and the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. Now let's join the hosts of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. And welcome back, Northern Tier League sports fans. It is yet another edition of the NTL Now podcast. So glad to be back here in 2020. There was a time I did not know if this would even happen, but you know what? I am so thankful that indeed we are able to be back. Of course, my co-host Joe Carrion, not with me here for the first episode, unfortunately for Joe, uh, with all of the pandemic and everybody trying to scramble to get everything in order. Well, unfortunately, uh, he had some things to do with the paper, but he assures me he will definitely be along before we are done doing podcasts here in 2020. So that'll be a good thing uh, to have Joe back uh, once we can. But for the most part, yes, uh, you know, just ready to get a jam-packed football podcast underway. Of course, uh, you know, coming up here in this episode, boy, did we uh, really break the bank. Uh, Catching up with head coach Matt Hildebrand from Wellsboro. That is on the horizon coming up in just a little bit. Also, uh, we want to thank our good friend Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report. That's right. Chris Manning uh, hopping on board with us here for the podcast this week as well. So definitely looking forward to that. And of course, uh, you know, we will uh, take some time and catch up uh, with a lot of others as well along the way. But uh, for this episode, as I said, we got a lot coming up here. So we are going to take some time here. We got to quickly thank our good friends at Circle W Sports. And when we come back from that, well, we will be catching up with head coach Matt Hildebrand. That's up next right here on the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It's linked highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Coach Hildebrand, so glad to have you back here on the NTL Now podcast. Uh, You know, it seems like uh, we just somehow run into each other and catch up once the football season comes around. But, uh, you know, as we welcome you in here, I have to ask you, uh, you know, what's this offseason been like for you? I mean, it's been kind of a struggle for, uh, you know, everybody. But, you know, I'm kind of curious, you know, how how have you dealt with this offseason so far? Um, you know, it, honestly, it's been an emotional roller coaster, uh, you know, because football is not one of those sports you can do halfway. So, you know, you're either all in or not. And, uh, you know, you, you think you're going to do it, and then we got shut down for a while, and then we were allowed to do it again and shut down again. So, um, you know, it's definitely been an up-and-down process. Uh, and, you know, we're finally uh, we're finally here, I think. And, uh, you know, we're going to get do- doing this thing uh, tomorrow night. So, um, you know, I think we're – over that, you know, hurdle anyway, where, you know, we're 
were all in fully committed. Our players, you know, in the back of their minds, they didn't know what they were going to, uh, what was going to happen next. And uh, right now we're just kind of day by day, but uh, we're all in and we're doing everything we can. So now as you look at the season in front of you, of course, uh, you'll start it with Kalineski Valley uh, coming up here in week one. Uh, how's the offseason been for your players? You know, I know it's naive of me to think that, you know, there were no players out there working on their own, doing drills and stuff like that. How do you feel like your team is conditioned and uh, ready for this week one matchup? Um, you know, that was definitely going to be a concern, um, you know, coming in just the lack of lack of time we had with them. But, um, you know, a lot of these guys did do a really good job um, doing it on their own. Um, you know, there was a point in there where the kids were allowed to get together at the field, but we as coaches were not allowed to be present. So uh, we, had a, we had some really good leadership that, you know, um, stepped up and they, they really they ran their own practices and things like that. So, you know, last weekend uh, we had a scrimmage with Athens, and, you know, that was obviously going to be a concern. It's just the game condition. You can't replicate it in practice. There's no way, um, you know, with that intensity you can uh, have the same in practice. And it, uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised, you know, that we, we definitely have some improvements, but it was definitely uh, better than I had, um, you know, anticipated for sure. So I'm um, happy about that, uh, you know, and our guys, um, when we our weight room wasn't allowed to be back open, um, our guys, you know, they they came in and uh, you know they they tried to make up for some lost time. So um, I think they've done the best they can in the situation. I think one thing that is interesting is you know when you talk around the league, you know, with some of the media people or you know just casual conversations, everybody wants to come up to me. And they're like, well, what do you think about, you know, this school or that school? And, boy, I really think Wellsboro is going to be down this year. And I have to keep reminding people, you know, Wellsboro was more than just the class they had last year. You know, for those who aren't in the know, I mean, Wellsboro's program from the junior high through the JVs has got some depth coming here in these in this next couple of years, next couple of classes as well. So I really don't exactly expect your squad to take a step back. Maybe even, you know, it's, uh, you know, maybe even more of a, a depth chart now for you guys um yeah you know our, our numbers are actually lower and you know there's various reasons obviously with everything going on and things like that our numbers are lower uh but um we lost a large senior class you know that that contributes as well but our, uh and it's just though we had a really strong sophomore or freshman class last year that are now sophomores and a lot of those guys um you know they saw time last year as freshmen uh you know we had a very successful jv season as well and you know, those guys are going to play a key role for us this year. You know, and, you know, just like I think any school girl around here, you, the numbers, you know, it, it depends how healthy you can be. You know, who's the healthiest um, come the end of the season? And, you know, no, nobody, nobody has extremely large numbers around here. We're all kind of in the same boat with that. So, um, you know, we're doing the best we can with what we have. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can just, you know, find a way to put the right guys in the right spots. Well, speaking of putting the right guys in the right spots, I think, you know, at least the one spot where you are going to have the right guy in the right spot is your quarterback as Isaac Keene returns uh, for another season. You know, it doesn't matter how many guys you lose. And obviously, you know, you lost some key guys on the outside. To have that guy back as your signal caller has really got to add some stability uh, to your huddle and just some leadership stability as well. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, I was doing everything the all season and how it went. Um, you know, having somebody uh, that's had his experience and you know has, has played the amount of games he has has been key. So, you know, he he was able to run basically an offensive practice on his own. He got guys making phone calls, and you know, when the kids were allowed to get you know get together before the coaches and everything could get there, he 
he really organized a lot of that stuff. And, you know, that, that that's going to be key to our success, I think, you know, and um, he's done a great job of being a leader and, you know, leading by, you know, by, by his voice, but also by example as well. So um, the younger guys look to him and, you know, he's definitely a, a key part that we can lean on, um, you know, on our offense. Now that you look forward to this opening night and, uh, of course, the season beyond, uh, you know, we just mentioned your quarterback, Isaac Keene, but, you know, who are some of those guys that uh, Wellsboro football maybe is hasn't gotten the recognition yet that this year you're expecting big things from that uh, is really going to pop out uh, to the media and the fan base? Um, you know, I think, you know, Darren Callahan, he's a, he's a junior for us, um, and, he, you know, he sat behind um, Aiden Hauser, um, the last few years of running back. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, he, he's a very talented running back. And, uh, you know, he, he's he's going to be our main guy back there, I think, this year. And he's going to fill um, Hauser soon, um, you know, the best he can. But I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. And I think we also bring back some good depth at wide receiver. Um, we had a lot of guys last year that were younger guys in that uh, role. And, uh, you know, they we, having Isaac – um, we can spread the ball around, and we have a lot of wide receivers that have done a great job in the offseason, just really working. Um, and we have some we have some soccer guys that have you know, they were dual sporters, and they're still dual sporters, but they put a lot of time in the football. And I think um, you know they're they're going to surprise a lot of people. You know, making the transition from uh, soccer to football, and you know uh, they've kind of just grown a little bit. Um, some of those guys, Zach Singer, um, with our kicker for the last uh, few years, and uh, he's really transitioned more into a wide receiver now. Um, he's grown up, he's a senior, and he, he's definitely been one of our leaders throughout the offseason. So, um, you know, looking for from big things uh, from Zach as well. So, you know, now that we are here, it's opening night on the horizon. I'm sure you've had a chance to uh, talk with some of the uh, other coaches around the league, you know, kind of get a feel for, you know, some other opinions and everything like that. Uh, what do you get is kind of the feeling for this football season? I mean, do you get the sense that a lot of coaches are just kind of ready to put, uh, you know, all the hearsay, all the nonsense behind them and just go out and let the kids play ball and just kind of, you know, get a kind of relief from life for a little bit? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely what we're looking for come Friday night. Um, you know, there's there's things in life that you can control and there's things you can't. And, you know, I think as far as our program goes, we, we've done our best to, you know, control the controllables that we have, what we're able to control and not worry about those other things. Um, and, you know, our kids have done a great job. We've asked them to do a lot of a lot of things, um, you know, jump through a lot of hoops in order to be able to practice and, you know, be able to use the locker room and just things you take for granted. And they've done that. And I think, you know, come Friday night, just to get out there and have that release of, you know, this is why you did all those things. And, uh, you know, you, you did everything just so you could get out there and put that helmet on. And, I, you know, and I think all the coaches are kind of, you know, it's just you take it day by day. And it's, you know, you never know what to expect because the rules have been changed on it so many different times. And you just, uh, you know, day by day. And that's what we've been telling our kids as well. Um, you know, play every snap like it's your last because it potentially could be. You don't know, um, you know, what what's going to happen next. So, you know, for those seniors, take full advantage of it. I think that kids have really embraced that, and they realize it's just not getting the spring, not spring sports that many of them played. So, 
Man, it's going to be a wild Friday night uh, to kick off the uh, opening of the 2020 season. Going to be a shortened schedule, so, you know, players are going to be hungry to get on out there and get it going. And, uh, Matt, I'm sure you are ready to go as uh, just as much as anybody out there in the NTL. Now, of course, you're getting ready uh, for tomorrow night's kickoff. You got your team in the locker room. What's that uh, message to them, you know, to kind of go out there and just uh, play and have fun? Yeah, um, you know, I think just like what I just said to you, that this is, uh, you know, this may be your last snap. You don't know, um, you know, and, you know, it potentially it could be your last game. You don't, you don't don't know that. So you want to get everything you can out of this team. Um, and, you know, every snap, if you get in there for one snap or you get in for every snap of the game, you've got to give everything you have out there and, uh, you know, just take full advantage of this opportunity because there's other places within the, uh, within the state in um, the rest of the United States, they do not have this opportunity right now. So um, we're given this opportunity to take full advantage of it. All right. That's head coach Matt Hildebrand from the Wellsboro Green Hornets. Matt, uh, have fun yourself on the uh, sidelines for the Friday night over at uh, – or are you home with Kalineski Valley? I don't have the schedule in front of me. We are at Kalineski Valley tomorrow night. Okay. Well, on the sidelines of Kalineski Valley, you have yourself some fun with your team. And uh, go on out there, and uh, good luck to you and the Hornets, uh, not only uh, this Friday night, but hopefully Friday nights beyond. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on, and I'm looking forward to the long night to you. Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. At Mansfield University, we're proud to offer affordable, life-changing education. With more than 40 degree programs... From two-year degrees to bachelor's and master's programs, Mansfield University has something for everyone. Small class sizes allow students to receive a personalized, hands-on education, making the value of your degree go even further. Learn how an affordable education at Mansfield University can benefit you at mansfield.edu. Always good to hear from our friends at Mansfield University. And, of course, uh, also want to remind parents out there, Hey, you know what? Uh, I know you've got a lot of teenagers out there turning 16, and, well, they are ready to start driving. Don't do it yourself. Trust the expert Tim Mackinich at Max Driving Academy. Give him a call today, 570-404-7815. That's Max Driving Academy in Canton. So check him out and uh, let him deal with the stresses of teaching your youngster how to drive, huh? All right, so as we continue on here on the NTL Now podcast, of course, as I said, always uh, a good time to catch up with fellow media folks. And right now we are going to take some time and uh, listen to an interview recorded earlier with Chris Manning from the NTL Sports Report. That's coming up for you right now on the NTL Now podcast. And uh, Chris, you know, uh, it's been kind of an exciting summer for you. Uh, I'll give you a little opportunity here to uh, kind of talk about you and your new endeavors and uh, what's going on with the Northern Tier Sports Report. Yeah, it's an endeavor I'm working with Tim Burney. We are put together a website like the Valley Sports Report, but this is Northern Tier Sports Report, and I cover the other five um, schools in the county with Troy, Canton, Tawanda, why losing in Northeast Bradford. So 
been a little crazy. I've been driving crisscrossing the county getting previews, but I've gotten 24 team previews that either have run or will be run running in the short-term future. So I've put a lot of miles on my car, but it's been fun. You know, I got to tell you, uh, you know, in kind of conversations uh, with Tim Burney over the years, you know, I think this is an endeavor that he's definitely been wanting to do. It was just a matter of kind of the right time, the right person to come along to see if he could really branch this out, you know, away from the valley itself. And uh, now, you know, uh, given the circumstances and uh, your availability, it really just seemed kind of like that match made in heaven uh, for kind of this new sports endeavor. Yeah, I kind of wish we were under better circumstances, not having to do this under a pandemic. But it it has kind of worked out pretty well so far. Um, He did branch out a little bit in New York, where he covers Tioga County, New York now. Um, But he wanted to branch out in PA, and, and he's talked about, in the future branching out even further possibly but for right now the focus is really just getting on the Bradford County Schools going and you know we're excited we're really excited to be able to do what we can do and we're excited that there's actually fall sports happening so even though it's a little limited just league only but we'll take what we can get at this point. Definitely not going to complain about that. So, you know what? Speaking of these Northern Tier League sports, Chris, it is football Friday on the horizon here in the Northern Tier League. And you know what that means? A lot of folks out there going to be excited, kind of want to hear uh, some stuff about their teams. I know you've been out doing some previews. You actually had the opportunity, I saw, to uh, talk with the Wyalusing Rams, of course, given the pandemic scenario. I haven't really had the chance to get out and talk with any of the coaches. Of course, we didn't have a media day at all uh, either. So kind of give me uh, the Chris Manning take on the Wyalusing Rams and uh, where you uh, see that team going this season. Well, I know they're very excited about some of the things they were able to do last year on the offensive end. They have Mitchell Burke back um, at quarterback. He threw for nearly 2,000 yards last year. Uh, they got Sean Cameron back, who's probably one of the best pure athletes in District 4. They got Isaiah Way back, who's another great athlete. So I think they're going to be very exciting to watch this year. Um, Coach uh, Bookman knows that they need to work on their run game. It's something they've been working on. Um, but he also told me they have more size, and that was something they really lacked last year, which is – Interesting to hear because you never think of lack of size and why losing, but they kind of lack size last year. Um, this year they have more size, so he expects them to be able to run the ball better, and he expects them to be able to stop the run. Um, they allowed the most rushing yards in the league last year, rushing, but uh, I think this year that'll change for them. And Bookman's very high on his defensive backfield, so I think he he's thinking they're going to have a really good season. And I think the the table is uh, ingredients are there for them to have a very, very good season. Um, I talked to him about, you know, how a couple years ago Canton was able to turn things around on a dime, and he didn't want to make any expectations on his kids, but I, I think um, it's on the horizon there with them that they could turn things around after a couple of two, three-win seasons. 
You know, and I definitely will not argue uh, the amount of talent there that is in Wyalusing. Of course, Isaiah Way was uh, one of those newcomers last year in the league that uh, posed some fits as far as matchup goes. Cameron, of course, as you said, he is very dynamic with the ball in his hands, and uh, he can really make things happen. And, of course, uh, the quarterback, Mitchell Burke, uh, nice to have him back as well to kind of provide some stability. Now, of course, uh, you also had the opportunity to talk with the defending Northern Tier League champion, Troy Trojans. Of course, they claim their first outright title uh, since the late 80s uh, last season. They've got a lot of talent back, and by a lot of talent, I believe they return all of their offensive weapons on the outside, including quarterback Dom Ayers. You had a chance to talk with Coach Jim Smith. Uh, what's the feeling in Trojan camp uh, leading into the season? Well, they're they're feeling really confident. I know really they only lost two, I think, on offense and one on defense, but that loss is Jack Imp, and I don't think you're going to find one person to replace him. But they also have – they have Mason, who, if you've seen Mason, Mason's about six foot three, three hundred pounds. So I think he's going to come close to what Jack Imp was able to do. And I just think, with a year's experience, with championship experience under their belt, um, at this point, I definitely see them being more than capable of defending their NTL title. Uh, I know Coach Smith said that they wanted to work the pass in more. I think seeing them, seeing Mount Carmel and what they have to face in the district has made him realize that they kind of have to be a, a little more um, versatile and not just one-dimensional. So you might see them throw the ball a little bit more, but ultimately they're going to be a running team and they're going to run behind their offensive line. That's the pride of Troy football is their offensive line. And I know defensively he was very excited to get Anthony Dietrich back. Um, Dietrich was hurt in the Tawanda game last year, missed the rest of the season. But he said that he, Dietrich's looked very good on the defensive end so far, and he's going to be one of those game changers that you could possibly see uh, down the road this season. So no. I, Troy, Troy's in about as good a position as you could possibly be as a defending champ. Now, of course, uh, I don't know if you've had the opportunity uh, to talk with Coach Dossie down in Tawanda. I'd be really curious to know uh, if, you know, where, where his feelings are after a season last year, you know, that started with, you know, some, some pretty decent hopes, but the season just really never got off the ground for them. Have you had the opportunity uh, to visit Black Knights camp here in this uh, early going? Yeah, actually, their, their preview is up on um – ntsportsreport.com so all four teams that I cover the previews are up there um, I know Tawanda I think they feel like they were close last year if you saw some of their losses um, Sayre twice they were up by two touchdowns and then Sayre came away to win Troy they, they had a chance at the end to win that game um, and right those there those were two of the NTL those were the two NTL champions and Tawanda was in it with both of them um, they had a few games where they weren't so close but I think three, four games during the season, Tawanda felt like those were winnable games or games they should have won. So I think the seniors there are really excited to go out and show that um, we're just uh, a few tweaks here or there to to having you know like a eight and two, seven and three type season instead of the three and seven season well, they've been putting together or the four and six season. So I think I think Tawanda they it's going to be tough to replace Tanner Kunkel. He's he was one of the best players last year, um, but I think they feel like they they will be able to get back to more Tawanda style of winning seven 
six, seven games during the year. Maybe not this year because there's only seven weeks. But I, I think they, they feel like they can compete at a higher level. Now, you were there for, you know, a little bit of the previews. Has Coach Dossie settled on who's going to be his new signal caller, or has he got kind of uh, two or three guys who he thinks going to battle it out in camp? Well, Mason Johnson, I believe, is going to be the quarterback. Um, he's a senior. He played wide receiver last year. He's one of their better receivers. He had, He's not Tanner, but as Coach Dossie said, they're not expecting him to be Tanner. They want him to be Mason, and – Everyone has a lot of faith in Mason. He has some nice weapons with Trent Kiskart and Haven and Benjamin Fee. Um, those are two very different type of receivers. Um, Kiskart's very big. Fee is kind of Benjamin Fee is kind of that faster guy in the slot that can go deep. Um, so they have um, big play potential. A lot of it's going to be if they can find a running game after losing their top two backs from last year. But Tawanda always finds people to run the ball. That's year in and year out. It's one thing that's if there's one thing Tawanda can do, it's run the ball. All right. Well, you know, Chris, uh, you know, now that we've gotten a little preview there of some of the area teams, hey, how about we dive into a little bit of what we are running into here for the opening night as uh, Friday night kickoff uh, comes our way. Uh, I just got the opportunity a little while ago to talk with head coach Matt Hildebrand from Wellsboro. Uh, you know, they get uh, ready to hit the road. They will be at Kalineski Valley coming up on Friday night. Uh, what's interesting, you know, about Wellsboro and what I told uh, Coach Hildebrand was a lot of people are thinking, you know, Wellsboro is going to take a step back after, you know, losing so much in their senior class. A lot of folks, I don't think, appreciate uh, just how deep that team is in their under underclassmen and I don't really expect Wellsboro to take a step back that much at all no they last year when I talked to him before the year he was very excited about his freshman class which would be sophomores this year and if you watched um Troy last year a lot of their top players a lot of their depth came from their sophomore class so um if he can just find that upperclassman leadership they have the talent to compete and I mean it's Wellsboro is just year in and year out. doesn't matter who it is. They're competitive. Um, so I don't think you can really count Wellsboro out until you actually see it. You can't be like, oh, they graduated all these people. They're going to be back. Uh, no. Hildebrandt really turned that program around, and year in and year out, they find players who can play. So I, I would never count Wellsboro out of anything um, going forward. Very true. And of course, you know, just quickly uh, want to give a tip of the cap to uh, head coach Mike Schmidt over there at Kalineski Valley. Haven't really had a chance to catch up with him on, uh, you know, how his season has progressed. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll catch up with him uh, on the podcast later on down the road. But for Kalineski Valley, you know, just having that first game at home. I mean, I know there's really not going to be, uh, you know, any fans in attendance uh, at the level that normally are there. But, uh, you know, just to have a game on your home field, uh, you know, I really feel like uh, he's starting to turn around the culture. He's starting to, uh, you know, impress a lot of the coaches around here. And uh, hopefully he's able to get things going in a positive direction for Kalineski. Yeah, you saw signs of it last year a little bit. They, they had a very good offense. Um, defense was just sort of their issue. And a, and a lot of defense, I think, he's trying to get is They just need to be better tacklers. So I think if they can just sort of be better tacklers, um, defense will come around. But he's, he's a, he has a great resume as a coach. Um, I know he plans on being there, and that's the biggest thing with high school is, is having a coach who's there year in and year out to provide stability. And I, 
it'd be great for the NTL if Cal Nessie can get to the point where they can compete at the same level as everybody else year in and year out because it just makes the league that much better. So I, I do think in the future you will see Cal Nessie Valley get up there and start competing with everybody else year in and year out. All right, well, let's head now to the Valley. Let's get ready for the Rusty Rail. Of course, a lot of folks looking forward to that. Uh, Sarah last year, of course, claiming their first rail in what seemed like a very, very long time. Uh, they return a lot of talent this year. you got a hungry Wildcats team hoping to be able to uh, bring it back. But uh, I think if, uh, you know, you are Coach Gorman and the Sarah Redskins, you got to feel good about this upcoming season. You are deep, and you've got a really good depth chart returning here this year. Yeah, I, I really do think last year's experience will help Sarah this year. I mean, it's a little tougher. We don't we don't have the normal division, so it'll be interesting to see what Sarah does playing a lot of larger schools. But they are moved up to Class AA, so it's probably a move they need to make to be able to compete in districts these next year or two. But it's definitely one of those things where I feel like Sarah seems to have turned a corner with their program and with the depth that they have. And, and Kevin Gorman knows what he's doing up there. And he has a lot of experience. And he's played for a really good coach at Jason Miller at Waverly. So I really think that this, this year we'll find out what, what Sarah can do after um, really stamping down the flag last year. Going to be curious to see, you know, how uh, things pan out for the Redskins this year. Of course, they did lose some weapons on the outside. Uh, how does Braden Horton mesh, you know, with his new receiving core? But for the most part, you know, I had a chance to uh, see the Sarah Redskins squad last weekend. They do have numbers, so Coach Gorman's definitely got to be excited about that. I think they were close to like 45 in numbers, which is really good uh, for Sarah. But let's flip the coin now. Let's go over to the Athens Wildcats here for week number one. They, of course, had a scrimmage last week uh, at Wellsboro. Uh, what's uh, on the docket here for Coach Young and the Wildcats? Uh, what are they bringing into this matchup Friday night? Well, I know they, they had a lot of young skill players last year. I know at quarterback they were young. So I think for them it's just getting experience for those guys and, and going forward and using that experience this year to perform better. Um, it, it, it will be an interesting test playing a team as deep as Sayre on the first night. Coach Young knows what he's doing. Um, he's been there a long, long time. So I think if last year's younger players can use that experience this year, uh, they will be able to have a, a much better season than they had last year. I know they're really they finished at the bottom of the league standings last year, and and that that kind of hurts when you're at the bottom of the league standings, no matter who you are. So. I expect them to come out and be a little bit better this year with the experience they got last year. Well, now as we uh, progress, let's go back to another rivalry game. Of course, we just got done talking about uh, Losing and Tawanda. Of course, the bronze helmet matchup is on the horizon here for this coming uh, Friday night. Uh, you know, a big one there for both of those squads. How do you see this one breaking down? I mean, is it... The fact that Wyloosing might have a bit of an edge just with the fact that uh, they return their quarterback who's got some uh, rapport with his receiving core, with his uh, weapons and such, and Tawanda still kind of uh, breaking in somebody new? I, I think with that, that helps them a little bit, especially last year where um, Tawanda won 35-32, so it was a close game last year. And this year, like you said, uh, Tawanda's breaking in a new backfield. But 
like I said, it's in Tawanda. Tawanda, this game, no matter what their records are, it always seems to be close these past two years. And Tawanda has seemed to always come out on top. So un- until Wyluting beats them, you kind of have to give the edge to Tawanda. But, yeah, I think if if Wyluting is going to start a streak of taking the bronze helmet, it'll probably be, it probably looks like it could start this year. Okay, and now we get ready for the final rivalry matchup of the weekend. And, of course, this will be our Wiggle 100 Game of the Week. I'll have the call of this one as the Troy Trojans will host the Canton Warriors. Troy, of course, uh, taking the old shoe back last year against Canton. Canton, of course, coming in this year. A little more experience, but, of course, you know, they are breaking in a new quarterback as Cooper Kitchen now, the junior, assumes the role uh, of the head signal caller. But uh, for Canton, you know, still a, a little bit of an advantage, I think, going into this one, only because last week Troy did not get a scrimmage. I got to tell you, Chris, uh, I'm interested to hear your analysis. I'm obviously not going to, uh, you know, be uh, too much of, uh, you know, an, an analyst in this one. I'll let you kind of take it on this one. But uh, give me your thoughts on what you feel like here with Canton and Troy. Um, well, obviously having a scrimmage helps. Week one, ever since they went to one scrimmage instead of two, have gotten a little bit sloppier and Troy not having a scrimmage. But Troy's very experienced, like we just talked about. So if, if you can't have a scrimmage, the type of team you want is an experienced team. So there might be a couple miscues here and there, but I don't think it's going to be, if Troy had a younger team, the problems they'll have. These guys have won a title, so they know what they have to do. Um, as far as Canton is, I know they're, the team's very high on Cooper Kitchen. Um, I know I talked to Ben Knapp about it, and they have full confidence in what Cooper can bring. I think what a lot of it's going to come down to is since Ben Knapp's really difficult to defend with his size and athleticism, will be the if Canton can keep Troy's pass rush at bay. If they can, and Cooper can find Ben Knapp and find some of the other younger athletes out there, it could be a long night for Troy. If Troy can get to Cooper Kitchen, then I think it might be a longer night for Canton. So we'll see on that end. On the other end, Canton, on defense, Canton has to replace some of their linebackers, and they had some very good linebackers last year. So it, it will see if those linebackers, those new linebackers, can step up and slow down Troy's run attack. So I think I, it'll it'll be a really good game no matter what. I know it's it's a shame to what happened with Timmy Ward, um, him going down with an injury this past scrimmage. Everybody would have loved to have had seen Timmy out there on both sides, Troy and Canton. Um, but even without Ward being able to play, I, I feel like it's, it's still going to be an evenly matched game. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I think, you know, and you hit the nail on the head, uh, Troy's experience, uh, you know, as a group will definitely benefit them, uh, you know, coming into this ball game. I think something else that really benefits Troy coming into this matchup is the fact that, you know, the offense that they run is so, you know, just kind of, you know, basic. You know, it's just kind of the word you want to use. I mean, it's basic, you know, offense. It's block, it's open holes, it's run. And that's what they like to do. Now, will they mix in some passing game? I'm sure. But, uh, you know, the fact that Dom Ayers has been uh, a two-year starter, this will be his third year at the helm for the Trojans. You got Damian Landon, who's a 2,100-yard back from a year ago. And, of course, you know, they've replaced what they lost on the offensive line. So, I mean, this is going to be, uh, you know, not an easy task for the Warriors, even if Troy, you know, didn't have that scrimmage last week. But on the flip side, I think uh, what benefits Canton coming into this one their underclassmen really gained a lot of experience last year. They played a lot of freshmen. 
and those kids have really grown up, and I think they're ready uh, for a bigger role this year as well. So I think it's going to be, you know, experience of Troy, and of course, uh, let's see just how much the youth has matured for Canton. Yeah, I think this year Canton's sophomore class is a lot like Troy's sophomore class was last year in terms of talent. So if if those sophomore players can step up like Troy's sophomore class did last year, it, it could be that type of year for Canton where they can go off and, and I don't know if they're doing league titles this year, but they could go undefeated. So and, and if they start off here with a win, that would definitely go a long ways towards that. So I mean that this sophomore class for Canton was undefeated in junior high, so they know how to win. They expect to win, and like you said last year, they got they got a little bit of experience here and there, um, and they're great athletes. So it'll it'll be interesting seeing the dynamic between the younger athletes for Canton trying to step up and make their mark at the varsity level, and, and versus Troy's experience who've already made their mark and they're trying and they're at the top and they're trying to defend um, their league title. So like I said, it's it's going to be a it should be a great game. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that one. And of course, as I said, that'll be the Wiggle 100 game of the week coming up Friday night from Alperon Park. Myself, Bob Baker, will have the call of that one coming your way on Friday. We'll probably start at around 630 with the coverage time kickoff at seven o'clock. And uh, Chris, I assume you will be uh, venturing the Alperon Park grounds as well for this one. Yep, I should be down there. So I'm expecting to see a great game. Um, I'm glad that uh, a lot of the parents can be able to make it down there to watch it. So, it, and I believe it is live streaming. I don't know where. So hopefully it'll be one for the ages. And if they, if nobody can watch it, they can listen to you, Shane. Hey, I was gonna say, man, don't uh, don't be bragging up video quite yet, okay? We still <laughs> we we've got uh, we've got we've got product and radio to sell here, man. I mean, come on now. <laughs> but they can they they can watch the video and listen to you. How's that? All right, fine. You're gonna give me the even balance. I'll take it. But uh, yes, that's Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report. And uh, Chris, how can folks follow you uh, via the social media and or websites? Our uh, website is uh, NT Sports Report or www.ntsportsreport.com. Um, social media, we have a Facebook page, Northern Tier Sports Report. Uh, I'm kind of working on things like Twitter and stuff, getting that going at some point. It's been kind of busy these past two weeks, but um, they'll be up there at some point, hopefully this year. But yeah, ntsportsreport.com. All right, man. Well, uh, good to catch up with you and uh, looking forward to talking more sports with you as the seasons go on. Of course, we'll catch up with some other sports as well as the season progresses. But uh, Chris Manning, always a great time to catch up with you. And we'll look forward to having you on the NTL Now podcast coming up as the season goes on. All right. Thanks a lot, James. Big thanks there to Chris Manning for stopping by here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Hey, don't forget, uh, remember, during football season, call the Park Hotel and Brewing Company in Canton, 570-673-8777, pizza wings, all your football favorites. Get a hold of the Park Hotel and Brewing Company. They'll definitely help you out uh, with some great food here during this football season. But uh, again, yes, want to take some time here and uh, again, thank head coach Matt Hildebrand from the Wellsboro Green Hornets for stopping by this week. Also, Chris Manning, as you just heard, 
from the Northern Tier Sports Report. It is going to be a busy week in NTL football here on this Friday night opener. Of course, don't forget, uh, we've got all of the rivalry games in action this week, except for the Jones Trophy, as North Penn Mansfield uh, will not be in action until next weekend. But uh, other than that, we do have uh, all the other great rivalry games going on this week. We've got, of course, uh, Athens and Sayre for the Rusty Rail. Also, Tawanda and Wyalusing for the Bronze Helmet action. That game coming up for you Friday night. You can hear that on 95.3 The Bridge. Also online, 953thebridge.com or on the TuneIn app via WTTC if you're checking in or if you're checking in there rather and of course Friday night Wiggle 100 as I was uh, telling Chris earlier it's our game of the week on Wiggle 100 as the Canton Warriors travel to Troy to take on the Trojans in the old shoe game glad to have my broadcast partner Bobby Baker back we'll be ready to go for you live from Alperon Park uh, airtime for that will be around 6.30, so definitely looking forward to getting back into the broadcast mode for football season. And, of course, remember, if you want to tune into that, you can uh, listen live on Wiggle 100 on your radio dials, also WHGL on the TuneIn app, and, of course, you can listen live online, wiggle100.com, if you happen to be out of the area. But, uh, you know, overall, not too shabby of a podcast here to get 2020 underway. And, of course, coming up here as the weeks go, We'll uh, hopefully have my partner Joe Carry on back in the fold. And, of course, we uh, look to talk to a lot of the other mediaites uh, around the Northern Tier League as well. We'll catch up with Brian Fees from the Tawana Daily Review. He'll be along as well. And, of course, you know, it would uh, behoove me not to uh, talk with my buddies down in Williamsport either. They're looking forward to a good football season as well. That, of course, Mitch Rupert and uh, Chris Massey from the Williamsport Sun-Gazette. Uh, looking forward to talking with them. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll get an opportunity to uh, catch up with Tim Burney as well from the Valley Sports Report. So, yes, definitely looking forward to talking to a lot of people. But, of course, as you know, with the NTL Now podcast, the main focus, it's the coaches, it's the athletes, it's the teams. That's all we want to do. So definitely uh, keep uh, tuning in. We'll have some more great episodes coming up for you along the way. Also, I uh, want to give you a quick heads up. Social media for the NTL Now podcast. Okay, here we go. So follow us on Facebook, NTL Now podcast. On Instagram, NTL Now podcast. Twitter, we had a little bit of a snafu. We had to change the Twitter handle. You can now give us a follow on Twitter at NTL Now pod. So yes, at NTL Now pod. That is the way to go to uh, follow us on Twitter, and we definitely uh, look forward to having all of you guys follow us uh, no matter where at uh, on any of our social media platforms. So, yes, looking forward to that. All right, so again, let's quickly recap Rivalry Week uh, coming up here. Again, uh, let's give you all the matchups in the Northern Tier League that are slated this week. We've got uh, Muncie taking on Warrior Run Friday night. Also, Wellsboro will be at Kawaneski Valley. We've got Athens and Sayre. Tawanda will be at home hosting Wyalusing. And, of course, Troy uh, hosting Canton in the old shoe game. So that is the slate of games I have in front of me. And uh, games we'll look forward to breaking down next week. And uh, we hopefully uh, all of you out there 
get a chance to tune in on the radio uh, to some of our games this week. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, pleasing our listening audience. Hopefully uh, my sand timers arrive. So uh, I give the score a little more this year. I've been told I need to do that, given the fact uh, the listenership will probably be high. So looking forward to it. But uh, anyway, again, big thank you to all of the listeners out there. Without you guys, this podcast is not possible. So uh, hopefully you enjoy uh, our first episode here of 2020 uh, in the fall season. And uh, hopefully we get a chance to bring you a lot more here in the coming weeks and uh, hopefully uh, you know that uh, Rona or whatever COVID stuff stays away and uh, we get to have a lot more sports fun this year so on behalf of my broadcast partner Joe Carrion who unfortunately couldn't be here this week but uh, I know he sends uh, all of his uh, best wishes out there to all of our NTL football teams in action this week and myself Shane Wilbur hey good luck to all of our area teams thank you to all of the fans for tuning in and of course a big thank you to all of our sponsors for being on board with us this year of course we've got uh, Max Driving Center and Academy on with us this year of course we've got the Park Hotel and Brewing Company as always you know our old reliables Mansfield University back again and of course Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility too and of course our title sponsor and uh, who's been with us since the beginning our good friends at Circle W Sports regardless uh, you know big thanks to all of you guys out there for making this possible too so ladies and gentlemen please thank all of them and of course uh, remember uh, without them this isn't possible either so yes on behalf of Joe Myself, folks, have yourselves a great week. Get ready for NTL Week 1 football action. It's coming up this Friday night right here in the Northern Tier. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to another edition of the NTL Now podcast, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.